Russian to this. You're listening to KXSF LP San Francisco, streaming live on the web at kxsf.fm, the TuneIn app, or 102.5 FM in San Francisco. How's it going, Bay Area? I'm DJ Sammy P, and this is Pasco's Perspective. A big thank you to Carolyn from kicking us out over from the 2 o'clock hour. We are back in the studio today with another live episode. Hope everyone had a good 7-11 yesterday. Back-to-back shows here where we've had major holidays the day prior. Last week, we had 4th of July. And then this week, 7-11. That's a real holiday, of course. Uh, If you missed the free Slurpees at 7-11, there is a consolation prize. Costco said that they are keeping their long-standing $1.50 hot dog and soda combo at $1.50. So... Inflation, phew, you know, don't have to worry about that. So you can celebrate 7-Eleven in style if you missed it, or 7-12 now. Uh, anyway, so for today's show, we have a guest, two guests actually, coming up at 3.15. Uh, joining us will be Carol Hyde and Nate Salpeter. Uh, they'll be calling in to discuss their Humane Planet Speaker Series event, which is taking place tomorrow on Zoom from 4.30 to 5.30. The event is featuring U.S. Senator Cory Booker who will be addressing animal welfare and urgent food system challenges and solutions. So looking forward to talking to that duo uh, about the event. Later on in the show, we'll be talking a little hot topic. I was a segment we developed two weeks ago. I'm loving it. So we'll be talking about some sports and will be all-star game. That's coming up around the corner. And some best tweets. If you follow Pasco's perspective on Twitter, I've been retweeting some tweets that I want to talk about that I've seen come up. A little Chuck Norris, a little Dallas Cowboys. We'll see what we get get to in that but that's coming up uh housekeeping notes the text line is again open this week uh 415-938-8015 again 415-938-8015 text in questions comments concerns whatever you want the text line is there and also stationwide uh, the new transmitter has arrived we are working on installing it if you're listening online you will be able to listen to all your favorite KXSF shows on the air very soon. We are working very hard as a nonprofit. It is difficult, but we're doing what we can for the community radio station. We appreciate you guys' support. And that's all I got for you. Let's dive in today's show. We have a brand new song here uh, starting one of my personal favorites, uh, Black Bear, brand new song he released. This is the idea.
up, hearts made of plastic. It ain't real love. What is the meaning? Swear that you don't really need me. Just a moment, go ahead, crop me from the photos. Run and tell your girlfriends that you hate me. I know we're too far from saving. Are you in love with the heartbreak? It's tough. Cause when I saw you last week, you were looking pretty rough. And it's the same old story. Hollywood's on Support for KXSF-FM comes from Dress San Francisco, a fashion boutique located in the heart of the city's Marina District. Dress carries a wide range of contemporary clothing and jewelry designs with collections and styles to fit any occasion, from work to weekend and daytime to nighttime. Dress is located at 2271 Chestnut Street between Scott and Pierce. Shop in-store or online at DressSanFrancisco.com. Thank you for your support of San Francisco Community Radio. Got me buzzing like a bee, you know I'm after that, honey. Yeah. I got my eye on her, I can't keep it off her. Nah. She got an eye on me, yeah. she can't keep it off me. Nope. Bad little shorty, now I know how Lauren Hill felt, cause she killing me softly. Yeah. There's nothing in this world, there's not another girl that could satisfy my needs. Up in her eyes, and she's 
she had me mesmerized. Picture perfect like a Kodak moment. When she kissed me goodnight and she feeling up on me. Yeah, we've been there from the jump. Never front, never stunt, never done what I ever girl done. And I can tell by her body language. She feels my emotions and got me anxious. So got me time for me. I'm me an angel. I'm a really, I feel a turn She's the woman of my life. And yes, she shine bright. So please let the chorus go. Nothing like us. None. That good loving, baby. What? I keep it coming, baby. Yeah. So like puppets, baby. What? Let's make Muppet, baby. And she don't listen to her friends. Cause she know what I am. It's not a dream. My shorty is a team. There's nothing in this world. There's not another girl that can satisfy my needs. Girl, why are you playing with me? Girl, who are you playing with? You've been on that new stuff. I've been on the same shit. Girl, why are you playing with me? I don't got the time for that. Might need me a refund. <laughs> I'ma need that time back. You say you'll try. I've heard that I before I'm not sad, I'm not crying If you mad, that's fine But I think that I should go yeah. Why you trying to play me? You being a different you And I'm being the same me You could have Gucci But not a so navy And your homegirl wanna date me She shady, baby Girl, why are you playing with me? Girl, who are you playing with? You been on that new stuff I've been on the same shit Girl, why are you playing with me? I don't got no time for that Might need me a refund I'ma need that time back Damn, why are you playing with me? You don't even like girls, huh? So 
For KXSF-FM comes from Dress San Francisco, a fashion boutique located in the heart of the city's Marina District. Dress carries a wide range of contemporary clothing and jewelry designs with collections and styles to fit any occasion, from work to weekend and daytime to nighttime. Dress is located at 2271 Chestnut Street between Scott and Pierce. Shop in-store or online at DressSanFrancisco.com. Thank you for your support of San Francisco Community Radio. All right, that was Playing With Me by Kyle and Kaylani. All right, now please welcome Carol Hyde and Nate Salpeter discussing the upcoming event tomorrow, Humane Planet, their speaker series event featuring Cory Booker. Guys, how's it going? It's great. Thank you, Sam. We're happy on the radio to talk about this incredible show tomorrow, virtual and free. Um, and we have um, some really good things to bring to the to your listeners. I'm excited to dive into it, guys. Uh, Carol, you're a returning guest here, Palo Alto Humane Society Program Director and co-founder of the yes. Humane Planet uh, Speaker Series. Um, Nate, you're a first-time guest here on KXSF. I see you have a pretty interesting background, five years at Bill Gates's Terra Power and the co-founder of Sweet Farm Foundation. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your background and how it led to you two coming together for this event? Oh, sure. So, uh, yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having us on. So uh, I've been working in climate tech for around 13 years. Uh, so I did cut my teeth in the energy space, so climate technologies. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, Bill Gates, uh, his company, TerraPower. Uh, but uh, about Seven years ago at this point, uh, my wife and I started uh, getting more and more involved in uh, learning about where our food was coming from, and the more we learned, the more we did not like. Uh, so that actually 
led us to uh, founding Sweet Farm, which is uh, dedicated entirely to creating a more compassionate and sustainable planet. So I kind of fast forward uh, many, many, many years and a lot of uh, incredible uh, uh, growth and programs uh, built by a lot of incredible people, uh, not just my wife and I. And uh, it became very clear that uh, uh, Carol and uh, the team at uh, Palo Alto Humane Society and Sweet Farm's mission of a more compassionate and sustainable planet uh, really complemented uh, uh, each other's missions very well. So uh, it was a very natural fit uh, between the two organizations. That is great. And tomorrow, the event, Wednesday, July 13th, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. On Zoom, you'll be having uh, U.S. Senator Cory Booker discussing um, – well, tell, tell us, what, what will he be discussing, talking about animal welfare and urgent food system challenges? But from what you've seen, Nate, yeah. what, what, will, what do you see the priority as, as, as what you want him to address? Well, yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. So, uh, so Corey, Corey has a lot of uh, uh, historical support for uh, animal welfare-related uh, um, issues. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that he, uh, he is historically uh, passionate about is really uh, cracking down monopolistic practices and, and really focusing on uh, investing in the transition to a more resilient food system. Uh, and he's really interested in placing uh, you know, more uh, moratoriums on large factory farms and really restoring power to small-scale farmers. Um, Carol, do you, do you want to add anything there? Well, I think that this series of speakers um, is highlighting issues that touch on animal welfare, but also on climate and social justice. We think Senator Booker is a, a, a perfect uh, representative for these issues. Um, we, we are trying to have a series that brings the most innovative thought from doers and politicians and activists uh, to the public. So we really hope everybody will sign up. Again, it's free and virtual. So do join us. In case you're just tuning in, we're talking to Carol Hyde and Nate Salpeter, talking about the upcoming speaker series event, Humane Planet, taking place on Zoom tomorrow for 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. U.S. Senator Cory Booker will be addressing animal welfare and urgent food system challenges and solutions. Um, one interesting thing I saw between the two with Carol, uh, with, with the Palo Alto Humane Society, you guys are on opposite coasts of, of the country, Palo Alto and then uh, upstate New York, Nate, how did you two find each other? And, um, and Carol, specifically with, you know, being a very, you know, very tech focused area of monopolistic power, if anything, at the heart of it here, how do you see kind of your, your guys' two positions in the country physically as impacting kind of a, a unique perspective on the issue? Well, I can say that it's really wonderful. We have a nationwide audience for this, uh, this presentation tomorrow. Um, it's, we met Sweet Farm when they were still in California. We think we share a mission of education, as Nate said, education and also advocacy. Um, Nate, you want to speak to this? Yeah, so um, Carol alluded to it. Uh, so Sweet Farm was located in California until just a few months ago. Uh, we are very much climate refugees. Uh, we've been dealing with, uh, as have many people, uh, everything from wildfire to uh, drought. Uh, of course, those different things impact uh, the programs that we run. Uh, we have programs ranging from uh, animal rescue, rehabilitation, education programs, out to plant-based agriculture programs and technology uh, innovation programs, so actually incubating uh, companies. While climate change uh, is impacting everyone and everything, so 
a few months ago, uh, we did end up uh, moving to upstate New York, uh, which is considered to be one of the most climate-stable regions uh, in the country. Um, and uh, my wife does happen to be from this area as well. And uh, it's going to allow us to actually expand those programs uh, uh, in a big, big way uh, as well. That's great. And one thing I wanted to mention, too, um, in terms of kind of our society, our culture now, in terms of uh, humane uh, animal welfare and just kind of the overall shift now in food is kind of with, you know, beyond, you know, beyond meat, impossible burger. And, too, I don't know if you guys saw in the, uh, the Nathan's uh, hot dog eating contest last week on July 4th, there was the exposed Smithfield's Death Star. We talked about this on the show last week, talking about the, the, the slaughterhouse in Utah uh, treating their animals uh, inhumanely. Can you guys talk about kind of what, now that we have impossible, you know, I had an impossible burger earlier today. Now that our, our technology and culture has shifted to enjoying this, um, you know, fake meat, how does that change? What, what should we be doing with these animals going forward then? Yeah, it's a, it's a super interesting uh, question. And, you know, it, I mean, just looking at um, the, the direction that the world is headed, of course, uh, plant-based uh, lifestyles are on the rise. They're on the rise for many different reasons, whether it's environmental health or the animals themselves. Um, so irrespective of which uh, reason people are opting to do it, uh, we are all very, very supportive of it. Uh, I think we can all uh, agree on. Um, there is a world where, and this is a little uh, interesting to think about with technology. There is a world where uh, there is more meat consumption. Uh, however, less animals are consumed. Um, so you have uh, the advent of technologies such as cultivated meat or, uh, you know, uh, cell, cell-based meats, right? Um, really interesting things to think about in terms of um, the world may move in a direction of having, having more uh, uh, meat on the plate, uh, but... Uh, less animals in the farms. So um, I, I think in in due time, uh, you know, these things will take a lot of education of the consumers. It'll take a lot of uh, um, close uh, close work with uh, uh, regulators and, and uh, you know policymakers as well. Uh, but really, it comes down to uh, consumers are very interested in this. Uh, they are interested for a number of reasons, and uh, so the best thing we can do is support and educate. Uh, um, you know, the, the lay community as well on these topics. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a brave new world out there in terms of the plant-based accessibility and affordability in terms of that being now a, basically a mainstream option. I mean, like the Oracle Park, they have Impossible Burgers. It's something that's becoming a lot more common. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's really cool to see, you know, coast to coast. And it's great to see you guys taking the lead for that education for people understanding, you know, Humane animals, where we, we the way we've lived before in medieval times of you know farming animals can now change. Now we have all the technology and have that. So really excited to learn a lot more about it in the presentation uh, tomorrow. Where can people go to sign up? And I believe too there actually is a virtual tour component of Sweet Farms uh, Sanctuary and, uh, in upstate New York. I know you guys just moved there, but uh, how can people actually engage with you guys for the event tomorrow? So you want to go to Humane Planet Speaker Series. Org. Yep, and there, there's also a link uh, directly at sweetfarms.org uh, as well. So either either way should direct you over to uh, Humane Planet Speaker Series, uh, uh, that website as well. Great, guys. I really appreciate you taking the time and looking forward to the event tomorrow uh, at humaneplanetspeakerseries.org. Really appreciate the time, guys. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for having us on. Yeah.
don't want a piece of that Cause I know there's no peace in that I can tell myself a thousand times But you can make a toy of me And I'll agree that maybe I just couldn't see Couldn't see that there ain't nothing wrong with us at all But you keep on playing games with me
Support for KXSF-FM comes from Dress San Francisco, a fashion boutique located in the heart of the city's Marina District. Dress carries a wide range of contemporary clothing and jewelry designs with collections and styles to fit any occasion, from work to weekend and daytime to nighttime. Dress is located at 2271 Chestnut Street between Scott and Pierce. Shop in-store or online at DressSanFrancisco.com. Thank you for your support of San Francisco Community Radio. At KXSF, we believe that food is not only a need, but a human right. Before COVID-19 hit, one in four people in the Bay Area were hungry. Now, folks are experiencing hunger at even more alarming rates. The good news is there are so many ways to help. Donating, volunteering, organizing. Find out how you can become part of your local community-driven solutions to end hunger in the Bay Area by going to kxsf.fm slash kxsfacts. This message brought to you by your neighbors at KXSF, San Francisco Community Radio. If you run a small business and want to help support San Francisco's music and cultural scene, 
please consider becoming an underwriter. The cost is minimal, but the benefit, keeping the arts alive in San Francisco, is huge. Reach out now by emailing info at kxsf.fm. We look forward to working with you. KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco. All right, we are back. Big thank you to Carol and Nate for joining us, talking about their upcoming event tomorrow on Zoom. Head on over to their website, humaneplanetspeakerseries.org to sign up. Corey Booker will be speaking, and you get a virtual tour of the Sweet Farm uh, upstate New York facility in their sanctuary, so that should be great. All right, moving into our segment now, Hot Topic, where we hit various sports topics, well, various topics, it's Hot Topic Sports right now, Sports Edition, and we go through it in about a couple minutes. So, mainly baseball-related, but I did want to start with a quick basketball note, starting off that the NBA Board of Governors is expected to approve the play-in tournament format for the remainder of the NBA. It's going to be a part of the NBA schedule going forward. In case you're not familiar, the NBA has been playing around with this playoff format. A lot of sports leagues try to, how do you, you know, get more teams competitive and excited to compete towards the end of the season when it seems like they're going to be out of the playoffs. The NBA, the innovator they are, I like the NBA, they said the teams 7 through 10, the seeds in each, in each conference, Western and Eastern, 7 through 10, play in a mini tournament to decide who gets those seven and eight spots. So the winner, the nine and 10 seeds play the winner of that plays the seven seed. And then the winner of that actually, how does, I believe that's how, and then the winner of that one then takes the top spot. The loser then gets a chance for the eighth spot. So that's how it works loosely. It's a little, it's a little, you kind of need to draw it out to see it, but it works. That's why you have teams up to the 10th seed, having a chance for the playoffs all the way through the regular season I like this. I think it has a lot more excitement in the season. It makes it even more interesting when you realize that the Lakers, with LeBron James last year, didn't even make the play-in tournament. They had, they were the 11th seed. So I, I enjoyed it. I think it's good that they're adding it. The NBA is always on the forefront of league, of league ideas, league format, and this is a, a great move, and I'm glad they're going to stick with it going forward because it adds a lot more excitement to their product. Uh, next up, switching out to baseball, as it is summertime. I know the NBA has been getting a lot of attention. One, I just mentioned them first. And the NBA Summer League. I don't know if you've been watching that uh, in Vegas. Very fun for a couple of days. But baseball season is still going on. It's summertime, traditionally, it would be pure baseball time. And we're getting around midsummer time. You know, now it's the Midsummer Classic coming up uh, next week. The MLB All-Star Game. That's right. Tuesday, July 9th at Dodger Stadium. Uh, where, as of course, the American League takes on the National League. Again, this game does no no longer actually determines home field advantage for the World Series. Uh, that last game that actually took place, where it mattered for home for home series uh, for home field advantage for the World Series, was actually back in 2016. I am a huge fanatic of the All Star Game. I went to the one in San Diego. Uh, went to the one in DC in 2018. Maybe why I'm missing next week's show. May might be there. We'll see. I don't know. We'll talk about it next week or the week after. Um, but that's it's taken place. We have the two managers rep- representing the respective leagues, so the pennant winning managers from last year's World Series, and that's Astros skipper Dusty Baker representing the American League, while Braves skipper Brian Stinkner is holding the uh, National League team together. 
The team will select their starting pitcher the day before the game, in case you're wondering who's starting. The National League one is really interesting because at Dodger Stadium, you got last year's Cy Young winner, Corbin Burns, an option. You got Clayton Kershaw, the legend at, at the Dodger Stadium. You know, that would, how, how much of a storyline that would be. Kershaw, all star game. What he's done, he could have gone, you know, Texas. You saw what the Rangers were doing in terms of how much salary they were pouring into Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, John Gray, trying to get these guys, you know, half a billion dollars. You know, Kershaw could have went home, went home to Texas and had played there, but he stayed with the Dodgers. They're a great team, and he has a chance to represent them. But the interesting thing, though, is he's not even the best Dodger on the pitching staff that was elected. Tony Gonsolin, 10 wins. Fantastic ERA, phenomenal season. So it'll be interesting to see where, where uh, the Braves manager goes with this one. So a lot of storylines there. Uh, the starters were voted. I don't want to go through the whole list here, but you can see that online. The starters were voted by the fans, but the commissioner's office chose the rest of the roster. We had some replacements. I do believe Carlos Rondon, he was a big snub from our SF Giants, doing a great job holding down the top of that rotation. He replaced an injured player, so he will be on the roster, I do believe. In terms of other events, this is kind of now MLB's chance to show what it can do. In terms of the summer hype, they move the MLB draft to the a couple days before. You have the home run derby. We have Pete Alonzo, Albert Pujols, and Ronald Acuna Jr. all confirmed to participate in this year's derby. Pete Alonzo, this guy, he won it last year, and that was his repeat. So he won it two years in a row. And, not counting 2020, there was no there was no All Star game there. We know why, uh, but he is a he has a chance now to become the first player ever to three peat. Again, that'd be pretty cool three times. So he has some stuff tough, tough competition. Pujols the legacy, and Kyle Schwarber, I believe he was announced as well, hitting leadoff, hitting bombs for that Phillies team. So you know, will I watch the event? Yes, I think the home run derby is an interesting. It's a fun event. It's definitely more of a made for TV event. I saw on Twitter Darren Rovell tweeted that a fan spent over $35,000 on four tickets. That's about 8700 per ticket for the Home Run Derby tickets right behind home plate. And he put a poll out, you know, is that the right location? Because for a Home Run Derby, you know, you see the players behind home plate, but the whole thing is the home runs. So you wouldn't want to be in the outfield. I'm on the other side that you should sit in the outfield. That's you get a ball. You see these just moonshots flying out of Sherev's ravine. I think that would be the better seat rather than right behind home plate. So that's the thought, but that is coming up uh, on July 18th. And oh, the other other kind of all-star game note coming up is that they will not be wearing their uniforms on the field for the actual game. So each year, Major League Baseball, they design like a theme and then jerseys around that theme. Hollywood kind of stars, you know, literally Hollywood in movies. They have these like cool golden uh, star related jerseys. San Diego is more beach. D.C. was around the Capitol building. But they don't actually wear those jerseys when they play the actual game until this year. So they have the commemorative ones. They take the photos. But then the actual jersey. So you got, you know, Aaron Judge in the pinstripes. And then you have Max Scherzer and whatever team he's on. Uh, at, you know, from previous years from the Mets or Dodgers or whatever. He's He's been there multiple times. That's what I'm saying. But you have them in their actual jersey. You see Brandon Crawford in that Giants the, you know, the black and gold, you see that on there. It's cool because it's really like an all-star game. Like you really just picked up, you know, we want this guy. And then it's like you literally just plucked him for the uh, from his team and put him right on the team. Now it's like, we'll have to see how it looks. But I'm not a fan in terms of them wearing this one uniform team. 
jersey where it looks more like a select team or some sort of like perfect game or some sort of team USA, a separate event where they're, they're a collection rather than these are the best guys representing all their franchises coming together and playing against each other. So we'll have to see how that looks, but people on Twitter are not fans of it as rightfully so. So it's always a great game. That's baseball for all the lack of hype it receives. It does have a good all-star game better than the pro bowl, better than the NBA skills challenge. So, that will be fun next Tuesday. Last note here for Hot Topic before we go to break is a baseball note. Whit May- Merrifield, he is a former All-Star. He did not play the opener of a split doubleheader against the Tigers on Monday, yesterday, due to a toe injury. Why is that notable? Well, because that broke his league-leading consecutive games played streak at, get this, 553 games. So that was the longest streak. It began June 24th, 2018. He's been playing every single game since June 24th, 2018. Longest active streak in Major League Baseball. And the longest since Miguel Tejada played uh, over 1,100 from June 2nd, 2000 to June 21st, 2007. So he, had a, he, was, he was getting up there. You know, he is, his 553 ranks 25th all-time behind, you know, the superstars, Cal Ripken Jr., Lou Gehrig, Stan Musil, Pete Rose, Ernie Banks, all the legends. But in terms of players this century, there's there's only a handful that have eclipsed 500 games. You know, you're talking Prince Fielder, you're talking A-Rod, talking Tejada, and that's about it. There's not too many guys that have done it. And truly, the way the game's going right now, not sure how many more guys we'll see actually surpass that number. Right now, who's actually leading the league now that Merrifield took that day off? is actually Matt Olson, Braves' first baseman. Longest streak at 221. And you can definitely see him getting a day off here or there at some point the rest of the season. So unlikely he gets a 500, but that is an interesting note there. So that's all we got for our Hot Topic Sports Edition. Uh, let's go to a song now. This is the Backstreet Boys. Don't go breaking my heart. I got mixed emotions. Did I finally find me a river that could lead me out to the ocean? Cause I've only ever known the kind of love that leaves you battered and broken. So forgive me for my mixed emotions. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that kind of person who can fall in and out of love with you. That's not what love's supposed to do.
Cause you're going through your phases And I'm not good with changes But just for this moment Let me live in my head Before ten years go by and you forget I'm walking down the aisle You're standing waiting for me Fell in love with your smile Your brown eyes, they adore me I've got on my white dress And I'm not afraid of hurting Cause the truth is I'm in love
Support for KXSF is provided by Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned cooperative that has been serving San Francisco vegetarian food and providing a model for sustainable living since 1975. Rainbow is located at 1745 Folsom Street. Visit them online at rainbow.coop. KXSF would like to thank Rainbow Grocery for its continued support. Support for KXSF comes from The Strand Salon, located at 409 Locust Street in San Francisco's Laurel Heights neighborhood. The Strand is a full-service hair salon specializing in Aveda color and products staffed by independent stylists who believe that independent radio is key to keeping San Francisco culture alive and thriving. Visit their website at thestrandsalon.com. Thanks for supporting San Francisco Community Radio. If you would like to keep San Francisco's music and art scene alive, please consider becoming a KXSF underwriter. The cost is minimal, but the benefit, giving local musicians, artists, and activists a platform like independent radio, is huge. Reach out now by emailing info at kxsf.fm. We look forward to working with you. All right, we are back wrapping up the show just 10 minutes left i want to go over uh some best tweets i've seen from the past week or so you can follow pasco's perspective on twitter to actually see the tweets but i've been running them down i'll be running them down here right now first up uh yesterday on 7-11 day uh, i was at union square and it was very interesting you know san francisco tech capital of the world silicon valley all that great stuff and there's a big debate now about privacy after everything that Meta went through, i.e. Facebook, Cambridge Analytica, all that crazy stuff. Uh, and Apple, you know, maker of the phones, technology, everything we do, they have a billboard now about, you know, protecting their users. That's a priority for them. And they have a billboard, privacy, that's iPhone, and they have someone holding an uh, iPhone over their face so you can't actually see who it is. So that's a big billboard in, in Union Square. And then right below it, Right below it, you have a meta, i.e. a Facebook. Don't forget, they're Facebook, all right? I know they're called meta now, but don't let that, that's they're still Facebook in my book. Uh, so they have an ad, a billboard ad right below that one saying personal ads help. And then it's like a, a name of some business, Scoop Animation. I'm not sure what it was. Uh, there's one in the marina for like Frank's Honey. Some I'm not sure if it's a real business. I believe it's a real business, but some other like niche business with like a cartoon around it, and it says personal ads help this business get found. So I just thought kind of that juxtaposition of the two sides of that very interesting. So I tweeted that out. You know, Meta they got to step up their billboard game. Yes, it's a two-part billboard, but it is below Apple's. Apple is above right now, literally in terms of the billboard game. Thought that was kind of cool. Uh, next, what I saw in terms of. Uh, Front Office Sports, they reported that the Indian Premier League, they ended in May, but there was actually a, actually like a fake league created to dupe Russian betters. The Indian Premier Cricket League, a fake league designed to trick Russian betters, began play three weeks after that league. They had like farmers in the jerseys and they were waiting for like the cue and what, what to do. And this acted it out. Again, sports betting here in the United States had just become legalized just a few years back. And... I don't. I couldn't really imagine anything ever like this happening, but it is happening in the world. Apparently, they made about four thousand dollars before being shut down. So they had a whole like lights and you know, broadcaster, and it looked real. And some people thought it was real, uh, but thought that was kind of uh, interesting. The, pe- the things people do in the sports betting world to get that that profit. It didn't even make that much four thousand. I, I made 
he was a lot for them. Doesn't seem in, in the bigger sports betting uh, world all that much. Uh, staying in the sports world, actually, you know, going to Vegas, the NBA Summer League I mentioned earlier, that's been going on. And last night, they had a very special thing where they had a former player, now ESPN analyst, Richard Jefferson, become an official just for the second quarter. He officiated uh, the second game, the second quarter of the Blazers-Knicks game last night. They're interviewing the head referee like you know, who handles all the training of the referees because as much as it is a training program for the players, it's very much a training ground for referees and getting a chance to ref games in live action. Jefferson talked about how it was smooth kind of for him as he got more time in. Very Another very cool thing that the NBA is able to do in terms of being innovative and bringing some more excitement in the middle of summer for basketball when you know the draft already finished and there's really nothing NBA-wise except maybe Donovan Mitchell trade uh, going on right now. So I, there was a little funny picture of, of Richard Jefferson animated into a, a ref jersey. So kind of cool that they had that. thought that was kind of exciting. Uh, switching gears into the NFL, saw a tweet that the Texans are going to wear some red helmets week nine against the Eagles. Looks pretty cool. And remember, the Texans are an expansion league team, so they've actually never worn any other helmet besides just their classic blue helmet. So I'm actually wearing a Texan shirt right now, Davis Mills, Stanford grad, let's go. Um, so that's pretty cool. I thought that you know NFL is starting to do a little more innovation, a little more excitement, bringing these other colors and uh, you know helmets into circulation, and the Texans starting their their era as a, as a real team now that they have two helmets because every other team had. I believe every other team had two helmets. So that's what we got there in movie entertainment news. Uh, Variety announced you know, how networks and platforms fared in Emmy nominations because those came out today. HBO, HBO Max led the way with 140. Netflix was second with 105. And they were just out in front of everyone's Hulu, not barely within 50, at 58. Um, barely within 50 of Netflix. Apple TV Plus, close to that, 51. Disney Plus, 34. Amazon Prime with 30, and then everyone else had below 30. Interesting thing with TV, what I'm seeing on Twitter now, is that the Emmys are very much an old-school institution in terms of giving out awards. They've been going for a while now. Maybe we need like a new way to grade and give praise to TV shows, because Abbott Elementary won based in Philadelphia. Uh, showing a more, a more diverse cast. It didn't get many as many noms as people thought they should. And whether that be from the Emmys part or however they ha- design that system in place, maybe there needs to be something new uh, in that variety. Or even, too, if the culture even isn't really around TV, if it's around TikToks, maybe we need like an Emmy organization uh, for TikToks. TikToks of the month or TikToks of the year. I know each each day there's always you know millions of views to go around for new TikToks going viral. But uh, remembering where we were each month, I think, would be kind of interesting. A TikTok variety where you have like a TikTok Emmy organization. Anyway, um, wrapping up, you know, there's a new show on ABC where Jonas, there's actually a fourth Jonas brother. You know, they have the band, Three Jonas Brothers. There's a fourth one. He's younger, Frankie Jonas. And he's hosting a show with Kevin Jonas about famous people's siblings. I think Joe's brother's like the other one. And Chuck Norris's grandson was on the show, and he got kicked off the show after the first episode. Spoiler alert there. Uh, because he had an uh, iPhone. The whole purpose of the game is you try to guess who the famous person that they're related to, and he had an iPhone, and that just made it too easy. So they kicked him off for having a phone. So I thought that was just kind of interesting. Didn't know Chuck Norris had a grandson. But uh, yeah, that's what we got. In terms of Giants, they are playing tonight against the Diamondbacks here at Oracle Park. 
Uh, check out KXS of Sports for the complete updates as the game goes along. Lineup, we have Austin Slater starting, uh, leading off and playing center field. We have Wilmer Flores at second and playing second. Yerman Mercedes batting third in left field. Darren Ruff in the cleanup spot at first base. Tyro Estrada playing shortstop. David Villar at third. Luis Gonzalez in right. Austin wins at DH. And Joey Bart, ninth, catching. So, Logan Webb on the bump for them. And that's all we got. Oh, one last thing. One last thing. Adrian Peterson, he's going to be boxing, a celebrity boxing event with Le'Veon Bell, two former really good all-pro Running backs are going to be boxing, but Adrian Peterson said he still hopes to play in 2022. So he's going to be boxing it out with Le'Veon Bell at Crypto.com Arena, formerly Staples Arena, Staples Center. And he still wants to play in the NFL, so that's kind of funny. I don't know if the team will give him a chance, but uh, interesting to see him say he still has NFL dreams. So that's all we got. Uh, We'll go to a song now, but thank you uh, again to Carol and Nate for joining us today, talking about their upcoming Event on Zoom tomorrow, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. Uh, Humane Planet Speaker Series taking place tomorrow, Zoom, 4.30. Featuring U.S. Senator Cory Booker, who will be addressing animal welfare and urgent food system challenges and solutions. You can sign up for the event at humaneplanetspeakerseries.org. And that's all we got for you guys. Let's go to a song here. This is one I found, Discover Weekly, on Spotify. This is The Vamps with Glory Days. I don't want to jinx this thing, but I think we got something swimming in our feelings, staring at the ceiling. I don't want to take this slow, or wait till the fire goes cold. We should turn the lights down, focus on the right now. Maybe we don't need to be looking forward. You're listening to KXSFLP San Francisco, streaming live on the web at kxsf.fm the TuneIn app, and on 102.5 FM in San Francisco. I'm DJ Sammy P, and this has been Pasco's Perspective. <laughs> 